so welcome to Chaos Mod Gaming, and we're going to be joined in a second by uh, by Faye and by uh, Evan. Just gonna stuff because yeah. Hello, everybody. Ah, are we live? We are live. So <laughs> good evening. Welcome to Chaos Mod Gaming. Uh, I'm joined with Evan as usual, and uh, and Faye. Thanks very much, Faye, for coming on from Privateer Press. So, um, it's hey, like been pretty rough in Seattle, right? You've had really bad weather. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just just this Monday. Just a mess with, you, with any updates you might have been rolling out. Yeah, so I, I was I was doing my final proof on Sunday, middle of the day. Internet goes out. I go, okay, I've got time tomorrow. I can do it tomorrow. No big deal. Internet does not come back until midday. Oof. Oh no! <laughs> so I was I was driving around trying to find Starbucks. To, to up and I literally uploaded the the first war room from Starbucks. <laughs> oh no! Uh, at least at if, least if you there. guys yeah, appreciate me. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. That's, that's oh, a good absolutely. dedication to the cause. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. So um, that's incredible. So good evening if, you, if you're watching live, uh, if you're watching uh, back on YouTube or listening to the podcast, uh, welcome. So uh, we're talking, I said, with uh, with Faye about all things to do with uh, the dynamic update, the state of the game, and, and whatever. So first of all, thanks, Faye. I think first of all, yeah, thank you for like all the effort that um, you and the, the team at PP have put in. Like this, this, this update has like been like welcomed with open arms by everyone I've talked to. Like full stop. There's like this crazy like yeah. high, little like wave of hype where everyone's just like, yeah, they've nerfed this and this in my faction, but overall the fact like the the update has been a, a huge like step forward for the game. So it feels like you really like breathed a bit of, uh, of of extra new life into the game and made a lot of players very happy. So yeah, well well done. <laughs> Thanks. That that was the goal. So. Hopefully, it, it, it continues to be true as people actually step into the better. That's pretty cool. I, I, I've mentioned this before, but I have to I have to mention this again with kudos. I think you've pioneered something. You've done something no designer in a game community, like across computer gaming, whatever, has managed. You announced a broad, sweeping uh, round of nerfs, and your entire community burst out into cheers. I have yet to yeah. see that in any other community. It's, it's a little bit. It was a little bit like the Padme moment in Star Wars, like you know, <laughs> nerfs, rapturous applause, rather than uh, as as the Empire takes over. It's like ah, oh, this is I pretty like cool. to think it's because they were light enough and they were targeted enough that people, yeah, you know, didn't feel like it was a, you know, I'm gonna say Una two. Everybody says Una two moment, but Una two was great after the nerf. Um, but anyways, you know, yeah. it's, it's not one of those moments <laughs> no. of, like, yeah, the Death Archon goes from the end of all games to trash. To the dumpster. It, it went yeah. from the end of all games to still one of the best anti-infantry pieces in the game. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's still in, nine, uh, still two of them in 90% of Thanks, my Seeker list. So it, they are perfectly playable yeah yeah so so we'd like to start with um would you like to quickly introduce yourself eh? give us a bit of uh, uh like a who you are and just a brief gaming background for you as well for everyone that, that's not like uh sort of come across you and where you. uh so Faye Rappus I am a developer at Rapture Press uh I am currently in charge of three games War Machine Riot Quest and uh, Mopak, and I also 
work on Warcaster, although significantly less. Um, and I work a lot on IKRPG. Um, uh, basically, the, the Warlock class and uh, uh, the Rune Shaper, the Barbarian Rune Shaper, were my big um, contributions to, to the most recent IKRPG book. Um, and the uh, and uh, as far as my gaming background goes, I've been gaming since I was a child. We were always a gaming family. We had a uh, oh gosh, I don't know what type of computer, but I, I roamed I roamed dungeons as a a single single um, bit uh, when I was five. <laughs> yeah, I had like so... an Atari. I think was my <laughs> first gaming computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was a C. I was a C six. Actually, no, I had an Atari and then a C sixty four. Oh, I, know, I, had, like, I had a Spectrum five. before an Atari. I had a Spectrum. This shows, shows oh, my age, that's right? It's a ZX Spectrum. <laughs> yes. Yeah, with uh, like not a... not quite that old, but uh... <laughs> I, I, I I wear it well, <laughs> right? Yeah, I I, was, I grew up in the age of uh, of uh, tape cassettes screaming at you while they loaded games. That was my first gaming uh, on the PC. Oh my god! Uh, I, I I was a I was a spoiled uh, what's the name? I was a spoiled C sixty four person. I actually had floppy disks. Yeah, <laughs> the, cool. the first like true video game system that we had after the computer was was the NES. So you know we had yeah. Zelda on it, and then not not too far after we got the SNES. Not but um, yeah, you know, been playing all sorts of games. Uh, my siblings and I. <laughs> made games when we were children um, just just for each other uh, they were far more in depth than child made games than most people would think uh, so I've kind of always had that that love of building games that's um, really cool and uh, you know other than that I've been playing tabletops of one kind or another for one and a half nope two decades god I'm old <laughs> Okay, yep, yep two I'm pretty, decades. I'm pretty sure I'm the um, on the podcast to where we're all good. <laughs> I know, but it always comes when you realize that you can say something, when in you decades. can say something about yourself in, in, in another decade. You're always <laughs> like, oh, God, I just went from two to three or from one to two. Or, I, is, I, is that... Is that, is that the, worst, the worst is when you can go back into a previous decade and look at the models you painted, and they were not very good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can oh I can God. say I was born in the seventies, so I think I just like walk away you know, from the table <laughs> at that point. <laughs> My first Lizard Man army that I painted when I was sixteen was miserable. Oh my god, so bad. My, my first models painted were a unit of plague bearers and they looked like the exact walking pieces of shit they were meant to be. <laughs> Awesome, Good. awesome. So, I still have them. So, what what other games and, do you play at the moment, then, Faye? Um, do you do you have do you have time to uh, play much else? Not really. I don't have a ton of extra time. I mostly game on the computer. Um, right now, I'm playing the newest Pathfinder game, Path of the Righteous. Really good if you like really really crunchy games. That's cool. Uh, if if you don't like really crunchy games, do not play it. My path Pathfinder, as in D and D Pathfinder, or yeah, uh, Pathfinder uh, one. So it's it's maximum crunchy. Yeah. I, I love the game. I absolutely love the game as a tabletop. I'm actually play. I've got a constant uh, Pathfinder game running, but I must say I absolutely hated the computer versions by Alcat. It's like 
It's Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. It, it's Pathfinder if your GM is an absolute prick. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is exactly correct. Everything is is completely crazy. It's all maximum. It's all yeah. you have to metagame literally everything or turn it down to the lowest setting. Those are your yeah. those are your two choices. <laughs> like harsh, yes, harsh to the max. That's cool. <laughs> um, so, if you've not got a lot of time beyond that, did you do you do much painting or do you enjoy painting? So obviously, like I, I love my painting. Evan, you're not like a big painting fan, are you? Me, me I'm only. I, uh, I'm first and foremost a gamer. I want to paint. Like, oh, sorry, I want stuff to be painted. The yeah. game is a better game with painted toys. Yes, I yeah. firmly stand by that. Yeah, yeah um, I was. So I'm going to work for a weekend next week, and I want to bring an army. And I'm like, okay, the only army I can bring is trolls because it's painted. Unless I bring an unpainted yeah. army, which is probably what's going to end up happening. <laughs> uh, because I don't even have that many trolls painted, right? I I paint exclusively for tournaments, right? So right. I never go to a tournament. If I was in Warfare working and not just playing for fun, which is what I'm going to do, um, I'm probably going to play like one game after hours every, every day, and that's going to yeah. be it. Um, but if I was in the tournament, I would go 100% it has to be painted. That's my mandatory rule. Um, and I would I would be painting over the course of the next week to paint 50 models because that's how I paint, right? <laughs> I paint, I, I take out a week and I just do the craziest cram painting of all time. Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely been there. And I've, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm enjoying painting and I'm trying to avoid doing batch which is which is why my conversions is like sitting in a box and my grimkin it's mostly painted and like we've got three events next month so i'm like i need to paint up like a couple of beasts and two witchwoods i think that's it i'm done so, so it's a lot easier for me nice um, oh i'm so yeah. sorry i'm forcing you to paint witchwoods yeah uh, although, yes although... i mean i've taken out an abandoned witchwood to paint as well yeah you've you already had one painted didn't you yeah, I've yeah. had the second one unpainted for like five years. Yeah, I've, I've I think got... I think you and I are the only people with painted witchwoods going into this update. Yeah, I, I, I have don't, one painted witchwood. I don't yeah, even same. Um, own them, so um, I couldn't couldn't find them in any of like the UK stores. So I've had to like one one of my mates is a, a designer, so he's basically designing me this creepy tree uh, until <laughs> until we can actually get real ones. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be playing Grimkin again, which is right, which is nice. They're like my favorite faction. I have been like since yeah. since I got on them, which is cool. Um, I wanted so... to bring Grimkin to Warfare Weekend for fun, but I think I'm going to end up bringing a cross two list. Uh, oh, maybe like cross... cross two. Cross two just in in Mercs or a cheeky Infernals? in Lilies. Oh, okay. No, not not uh, not no. Infernals. That's the only time I played Cross is Infernals, and I really enjoyed him with. Uh, no, um... I really like him in Lavies, um, and one of the reasons that I really like him in Lavies is that you get, you know, Cinerators with Dauntless Resolve. Yes, which is just, whew, beef, it's, beef. it's 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 a thing. <laughs> beefy. And Bro. fire. Yeah. To, to upgrade your uh, swappers because you should have nothing but swappers in that army. That makes sense. Cool. Uh, we just got a couple more um, like questions about you. So, if mm-hmm. you could, if you could choose the next faction today, uh, and you didn't have to worry about the rules, the complexity, the production, what would it be? You just plucked plucked it out. Of so, um, some crazy things just got announced for iOS, and uh, the answer is 
the crazy thing that just got announced for iOS. Um, I want, I desperately want the next generation of iOS. It's going to be super, super cool, and I'm not going to get into the specifics, but that is the army that I want to make uh, next. Uh, someone else was asking about, um, uh, literally about that. They were saying uh, with the, the changes, the things that are coming up in um, IK RPG uh, to do with iOS, mm-hmm. will that be uh, spilling down into the retribution or something different? So, suffice to say that the retribution is no longer the retribution. They are they are completely shattered. Um, whatever comes next will not be a retribution army. Yeah, it kind of eliminates the point. I don't know if people. I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't know if people watching haven't seen what's happened. I've read a bit. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're if you're a rep player, if you're interested in the lore, go and look it up yourself. It's not it's not my fault. <laughs> basically <laughs> it is not your fault it's 100 yeah, yeah, percent yeah yeah, yeah. we we talked about this so much because it's such a big change for ios yeah. and it's it's a, such a fundamental step away from the slowly decaying ios and world because now yeah. it's actually kind of stable right um if if you're okay with having nothing but soulless babies <laughs> it <Yeah>. just depends <laughs> Are you okay with that or not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> All right, let's have a look. The next one is um, who, who who out of the PP staffers would you say is the best player uh, from War Machine and what do they play? Or them? Oh, it's me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's me. It's me just because I'm the only one among the PP staffers that have been playing consistently week in, week out yeah. for the last year um because my my playtest team is all non well that's not true lauren is part of my playtest team to some extent but um it's all non-pp staffers right yeah. we, we use other people from the community mostly um and then travis because travis is amazing and he's grasped for the rules is better than mine so yeah, i've had a couple um, of really nice games with travis um over over war table which has been really fun yeah he's a really good guy and um if you if you see Travis at Warfare Weekend, just just tell him that he's doing an amazing job. That's all you need to do. Just that's yeah, it. I'd probably echo that with uh, yeah. If you see any of the PP staff, go in like yeah, buy them, or offer to buy them a drink, or be nice to them and like say yeah, you know, thanks for 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 keep on making this game that we love, which is cool. Um, uh, Law wise, in so anything to do with uh, the Iron Kingdom, who's your favorite character? So, uh, my answer would have been different um, before Requiem. After Requiem, I'm actually really liking um, Queen, uh, what's her name? Cariana of, of oh, Cariana, what's her name? Katarina, 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 the queen of um, uh, Lael. Yeah. She's, she's gone from a childish queen that is toothless and, and the only person that matters is Ashlyn, to somebody that's actually running the politics of her country effectively. So she's had a lot of character growth, and I actually really want to see some more story focused on her. Um, I also want to see, I desperately want to see, um, at some point, Calandra, who is kind of the ultimate good guy of of the Krills, right? She's, she's a really kind character. I want to see her just get so angry she starts to like do crazy things that Dunia has never really 
we've never really highlighted amongst a life goddess of Dunia, which is like creating horrible viruses and like plagues and stuff. Like, oh, that's no. part of life too. No, I would I totally mean, love to see that happen. Oh, that that's awful because it's always been a bit of a standing joke that the trolls are the only actual good guy faction <laughs> in the entirety mm -hmm. of uh, of the mm -hmm. law. Like every single other faction are just a bunch of bastards. Some of them twirl their moustaches and some of them don't, but it's the same. They're all a bunch of bastards except for the trolls who are just the eternal victims. Like, yeah. For for them to go all bad guy as well, like leave one good guy around. No, I mean, there's, there's not, like, if, if her answer is, if somebody goes in and destroys the Krills of the Glimmerwood, say, that hasn't happened, could happen. Yeah. But let's say somebody does that. And then Clondra just says, you know what? I'm destroying a city. You guys get to lose a city as it just falls into plague and ruin. It, it um, would be interesting. And, and you know, she's she's still kind of the good guy at that point, right? She's, she's like, you guys massacred us, so we're going to, you know, it, we're going to no, actually no, do some reprisal at this point as opposed leaving, to just defending ourselves. Leaving behind infected yeah. blankets as they flee, and then uh, if, yeah. if whoever comes in and takes over happens to get sick. You doesn't involved. need to leave behind infected you, i guess you gotta talk <laughs> over the idea, top though. of it really quickly to 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 uh what's the name to describe genocide is still the good guy like yeah. you can do it but you gotta speak really quickly while you do it and move on fast <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's so it's it's kind of the rule right well, who is it uh oh my god real person um you can only be cruel as a ruler once um, and using cruelty more than once will just make you make you a horrible leader, but you do have to use it once. And I, I always thought, like, at some point, the trolls have to be cruel once to, to really prove their point that they could just ruin parts of the Iron Kingdoms. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's not, it's not something I thought about for them, so I like that. Gotta say it. Right, so let's jump into... This, this this little thing that happened recently um, of uh, 700 and something something updates, <laughs> um, just a little bit of work. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so about 60 percent of the game. Yes, it's a, yeah. it's a very sizable chunk. Uh, so Evan, you had a couple so, of questions. Uh, yeah. So my first one is, I mean, what on earth drove you to this undertaking? Because you know that it's, I mean, you know that as well as you ever do it you're still going to get a lot of flack for it. It's a massive job and guaranteed to get a mixed, hopefully overall positive, but guaranteed to have a mixed response from the community. What goes through your head that you say, I want to do this anyway? So what went through my head was that the last two years of War Machine, which granted have been during COVID, have been very stagnant. Um, even new releases haven't change the meta mm, yeah. significantly um you know every once in a while you get one new army but there hasn't been a fundamental meta shift since the theme of being apocalypse right that was yeah. even even oblivion wasn't really that that yeah. big of a meta shift it just added some stuff um and and that's what i want i want i want a meta shift i want to see everything change um, but I also want to target everything in a way 
where I can keep as many things as possible in known quantity. And and that means that you're attacking one specific stat, which is point cost, because that keeps the model in known quantity. And then you can move it around. And if I couldn't, if the rule up front was I can't change points significantly, like say I can only do it to like 10% of the game. If that was the rule up front, this wouldn't have happened. You can't you can't do it. You can't change that many things at once mm. if you're yeah. targeting big big rules. Okay, um, but, interesting. But uh, as far as the actual impetus, that this is the thing that I've wanted to do to War Machine since I had any control over anything. It's like oh. it's it's basically what I did to Mompog too, right? I, I took. 10% of the game and said, hey, let's change that 10% because it isn't performing well. Um, this is obviously way more because War Machine has been around longer. Yeah. Uh, it's so gathered then, more baggage. Yeah, so then very much related, what does success look like? What will, what will you be looking at and seeing in two months? Yes, this is great. No, this mean, needs more work, but kind of at what point yeah. would you say, damn, that went well? So if in two months I see um, uh, a, a, a battle group heavy army next uh, playing against an infantry heavy army and both of them having fun in the game being close enough to equal, um, that, that would be success, right? Um, my biggest problem with where War Machine was before this update is that it, it felt very, very much like, you know, solos were the, the dominant, they were 50 points of your army. Yeah. Obviously, 30 points of your army was always going to be battle groups, it has to be. And then the rest was like support and maybe a single unit. And that was yeah. every army. And that was not good. Because it took any variation in the way that armies away looked from it. away from the game, yeah. which is it's not good. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I fully support all of that. Um, and yeah, I, I think I set, my, I set myself up for a little bit of disappointment because I'm, I particularly would love to see more single wound infantry on the table. Are you expecting to see much more of that yet? I hope um, that I will we'll see some of it. But I do agree that single wound infantry is one of the biggest problems. And I just don't know how much we'll have. Um, I took an obvious step in the direction of allowing single wound infantry to exist, but yeah. I don't know if it was enough. That's fair. And we, we fundamentally won't know until the meta set us. I, I mean, that's still going to take months. That's yeah. <laughs> There's no question about that. that. Right now, it's a lot of guesswork. Uh, I imagine you've got a lot more playtesting behind this guesswork than I do, but still, there's a you lot know, of guesswork involved. There's a lot of stuff that's painfully obvious when you open up the open up the, the database. And and you look at things like combined range units. Combined range units have been having problems all Mark Three. Because they're too expensive. Uh, frankly, most of Mark Two as well. Yeah. So like it just becomes this obvious thing that anything with combined range unless it's doing something really weird with that combined range, could just go down by two points. And you don't even have to even think about playtesting that because you just know that combined range isn't working. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, literally, it is impossible to playtest as much stuff as I change. And no ways. A lot of it Fantastic. has literally zero playtest, right? Yeah. Not a lot. That's Enough fair. of it has literally zero playtest. But there are things that I'm just very, it's very obvious that they can go in this direction and the world won't explode. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, absolutely yeah i think i think yeah. it's easy enough to theory craft and when you put enough time into the game and you scrutinize it for long enough yeah you can you can make these leaps of logic without having to play through games to to get to the same uh, result uh, yeah i think that's also part of the power of what of your choice to address most of it through points changes that you know if you were to give i don't know power swell for some god awful reason to reeves so they can hit in melee as and range. Like that's a massive change. You can't just do that on a whim. That would need playtesting. Yeah, that's yeah. if if so. Warcasters in general got a lot more non-point value changes. Um, there were a few armies where point value changes were just possible across the board because they happen to have a lot of like really low warjack point models. Um, the best example being Signar, I think, where. I could just yeah. give them, you know, like half of a jack just by increasing their warjack points, um, which is, is a lot. Um, but outside of, of Signar and a couple of others, warcasters really need specific rules updates to make them yeah. function. And um, if I were to do what I did with warcasters to everything, either you would see this would be targeting 20% of the game and would take six months or like it would have taken three more months. You'd be looking at this happening in January Yeah. or yeah. Um, I would have to like, just really hope that I got it right. <laughs> A lot of hoping for some pretty broad sweeping yeah. changes. Well, roll the dice. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, so you touched on it earlier. Um, we got a question about uh, which one from one of the uh, uh, people watching the show uh, was: Can you talk about um, current playtesting specifics? Um, you know, what's do you have any intention behind it? Particularly, what do you look for, and you know, how how crucial is that to get in a better balance for the game? Yeah. So when we're designing new models, um, one of the best things that I've been able to do is work directly with my playtesters. Um, if if all you do is collect data and feedback, um, I found that it doesn't work as well. Um, and I've been changing the playtest style because I'm also in charge of playtest constantly. And now I'm, I'm kind of at the point of saying the lead of every group has to work directly with their playtesters and talk directly with their playtesters constantly. And that's, that's the thing that I've changed with Mompok and with War Machine that I think has gone really, really well. It's going to also change with War, Riot Quest, but there just hasn't been any Riot Quest playtest for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that's the one thing, just really working directly with my playtesters and talking with them constantly is, is the thing that's really helped me. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so we've got a couple of other questions about the, the actual update. Um, did you like put particular focus on legacy models or is that just like um, a thing that just happened as you went through the process? Because obviously a lot of the, the older stuff is now. So um, yes and no. So 
what I did, so three, four months ago, whatever it is, I don't know what it was, when I when I really started this project, it was about four months ago. I went through War Room and I clicked on literally every single profile and I looked at the model and I gave a gut check. Like, does this model feel appropriate? Um, how often have I seen this model in the meta? And uh, do I know exactly what this model does? And sometimes the answer is, I don't know exactly what the model does because I'm not an expert in every faction. So then I go to my playtesters to talk about that bottle and understand it better. Yeah. But that was my first step was saying, this needs changes, this needs changes, this needs a nerf, this needs changes. So uh, and so forth going all the way through. Yeah. So just on that, how when you say what you've seen in the meta, how do you actually keep track of the meta? Because obviously uh, it becomes difficult, uh, you know, from within privateer offices. <laughs> yes. So um, the meta, it's usually tournament results based on, um, on, on, you know, kind of the data, right? You, you get the tournament result data from some of these tournaments, especially from a lot of the war table tournaments that have happened over the last years yeah uh that data is very helpful because it, it tells me you know these seven armies are at the top and they don't need touched ever and then taking some of those models and while we're play testing other stuff we put one of those tournament lists on the other side um so oh, that nice. i could get a better feel for for those those really hard lists that are that are appearing yeah. and the other benefit is that I used to be a tournament quality player. Probably not a tournament quality player anymore. Um, I could probably get back into it, but it would take me about three months of, of going, of playing constantly it, with an intention of competitiveness. Um, but I, I just don't play that way anymore uh, for my personal games. My personal games are all casual at this point. But, you know, I can still cycle into that mindset. And I was doing, you know, solid top 10% of, of most of the local tournaments that I went to. Right. Um, you know, never really going all the way and winning because I usually use dark horsey kind of stuff because I just like dark horsey kind of stuff. Um, but that's that's me. But I, I can jump into that mindset really easily. Um, and some of our developers don't tend to jump into that mindset quite as quickly. Right. I think there's, there's, there's got to be okay. a bit of value in that of having the, the different sides because obviously you, you you need to develop the game not just for the competitive players because there's got to be an, a huge, huge audience that, that just play in their friends' houses and at local clubs and, mm -hmm. and never go to like a big convention. So, so yeah, I, I kind of like that. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, what, what you said about Dark Horse is a, a perfect segue though. So one of the questions was, um, do you, do you <laughs> think uh, of the things that have been updated, is there a particular Dark Horse that you like that you haven't seen people excited about online yet? That you're like, oh, wait, wait till the penny drops of uh, of how this works with this. <laughs> oh, jeez, that is such a broad. So I've just been making <laughs> lists. I I play mostly um, uh, Merc, specifically some Rulik and um and Lely's Resistance. It's usually what I play in Mercs. Sometimes flames, because flames and layers resistance kind of overlap to some yeah. extent. Um, and then trolls and some Grimkin, although I haven't been able to play them recently. 
Um, but, you know, that kind of like really broad thing has, has focused me down into a very specific set of God, I want to see Borka on the table um, because oh. he's like, he can be a monster with nine foot nine fury. Um, <laughs> and, and I want to see him just tear apart a Jack. Uh, that's going to be fun. I, I still, you know, he got effectively four fury. It's a really big risk to constantly give him that fury um, after a while, because you'll be in the middle of the board and you could lose it really easily. But for for very likely one turn, he kind of has a pseudo feat of going up to nine fury, um, and it actually being useful and not just a waste of time. Because um, like if you do it on turn one, it's kind of well you can't do it. If you do it on turn two and you're not engaging, it's not really useful for anything because yeah. you can't use all of it. Um, but if if he ever gets that that turn two alpha or turn uh, three kind of counter punch, he's gonna be just a monster and almost impossible to kill on the butt end because he's still probably gonna have like four fury, you know. <laughs> yeah, after he's done it's, all the work, after he's done killing a jack, he's gonna be like, yeah, now I'm sitting on four and I'm effectively fury seven, so I get a, you know, I still get a pick up. I, I have four <laughs> transfers and potentially picking up seven yeah, that, fury. That, that seems pretty solid. That's solid. That's really solid. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Right. Um. What? So this is this is like a. I guess an even broader one. What's mm-hmm. What's your favorite change that's gone through? Uh, like if you pick out just one thing and you were like particularly proud or happy with. I know. I know you said you uh, were really happy with. Um, uh, when you sent us through the spoilers, uh, which one? Oh, it's the uh, the Iron Lich Overseer that you were. I was super happy with that one because it was like such a small change that was so cute and interesting Hmm. that it might see the table. Um, But just making that the the, in case anyone doesn't know the Iron Lich Overseer, I changed to Soul Taker so that the Warjack will also give the Iron Lich souls for things. A bit like Gatsby Four has, right? Basically, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, And he, he went down by points, which happened to all the Jack Marshalls, they all went down by either one or two points, generally speaking, unless they did something non-Jack Marshall-y already. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think that he's got a lot of viability in running um, either like a gun, um, potentially something like a, you know, uh, a crab jack of some kind, potentially, uh, or yeah. running even something... Maybe crunchy and melee. It's my it's uh, my, really my local TO. My local TO has been running yeah. um, Irish overseers in his lists for like I don't know, like months at least. And, <laughs> yeah, and he runs them with Seethers. And it's like yes, mm-hmm. see, the Seether was always yeah. my go-to as well. Yeah, the free charge, and then and then you give it an additional attack yeah. with the bonus. Yeah, it's and cute. plus two strength, and it's yeah, it's solid. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very uh, back, interesting. Back in the days when stealth mattered. <laughs> but so. uh, if if I'm talking about one global change that I think is obviously right, it is reducing support costs. Like, you know, yeah. you look at every single forecaster attachment, it went down by one or two points. Yeah. Um, 
across the board. There's there's also other support models that went down a little bit, but there's a lot of those kind of things where I think that we were just there was too much support bloat in the game, um, and it was becoming very nonsensical to spend twenty points of your army on on the other eighty points. Which was which was what was happening. Yeah, supporters thrift. Well, the the two point succubus definitely waves and says thank you. That yeah. that is a that I mean, is there's a, a choice. A lot of those the the rune bearer, um, Marketh, um, mm-hmm. the squire. All of those going down to four points, so you can theoretically choose them as non rec options. Although you probably still will choose them as non rec options. Probably still, yeah. Uh, all of those are very, very interesting because they're so strong. Um, the uh, Iron Lich, why can't I think of their name? Iron Lich Council, the the attachment. What did it go uh, down? The Wither Shadow Combine. Yeah, Wither Shadow. I think it went down to. Two it went points down two, two points. points, seven points. They're yeah. they're in another list I built last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which they're a they're a very interesting support unit because they can get a little bit of work done by themselves, and they offer so much support. Yeah, they, they offer a lot. Yeah. They offer a lot. They yeah, they were just always too expensive to really throw in. So mm-hmm. exactly that. Uh, but that actually does lead me to a related question. Then um, a lot of so. Are you? Do you have any plans for looking at uh, particularly uh, a bit of a theme rework, where in the, I look at a lot of themes. Okay, and in, in the factions I play, I particularly uh, point out primal terrors and black industries, where requisition options are either really poor or really limited. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think like for example, the Hellmouth change was great. Like that should never have been a rec option. Absolutely. But it leaves the fa- it leaves the uh, theme really light on viable rick options. You know, I've I've heard people say that, and then I go, but what about these three ogres that you could take in literally every army and are going to get you thirteen points? And thirteen points is a good number, right? It in is. this world. Well, um, it is. Except that uh, okay, I kept wanting to build the twins, so I can't take Amok. Um, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if the, you the don't, twins. And if you don't like, so if you're not, so if you're not taking UA, if you're going chosen heavy, um, I actually mm-hmm. don't want to get into too much detail. The, the basic point is, are, are you looking at a bit of theme rebalancing where some themes feel like they're a little shy? I think I would actually do it the other way, oh, um, which is yeah, which is is knocking down all of the best themes with their right. best requisition options. And I'm relatively okay with requisition options that are very, very specific, but give you extra points. Hmm. Like yeah. three gallows groves. I'm pretty okay with that one sticking yeah. around forever. Yeah, triple gallows, because, two harriers, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to want that in every option that you have. Um, you're not always going to want to press that button. And when you do press that button, you're not getting a combat solo. Yeah. So... Every time those kind of things happen, I'm pretty happy with them. Uh, but the the thing that I think... So when I started this one smaller medium base model, it started at six points. Right. Um, six or less points. And, and I realized that that didn't do enough. So I knocked it down to five points. And then I realized that I kind of want to knock it down to four points. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> which the world would explode if I did that. But um, but Black Industries the, is sitting there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. There's definitely like there's something to be said for going back through and even knocking down some of the six point options into yeah. as long as they're super specific i don't i'm not too worried about them but some of them aren't specific enough like uh ghost snipers aren't specific enough right. um you know those those kind of things i think two kravitz is still fine i think um two gremlin swarms is still fine uh but you know like the malady man unit Maybe not. But right. Maybe a bit much. That's a yeah. strong oh, no, no, no. unit. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Let's move along. <laughs> I need. I need. I need me my malady man. <laughs> That's fine. Pay the points. They're right <laughs> there with the helm off. I'm alright with that. <laughs> yeah, it's. But yes, uh, I I do agree that some some themes are getting a little bit more than other themes, and some of that is intentional. Some of that is like this okay. theme is bad. It should it should get better records. Get bad stuff, yeah. But some of that is just left over because I wasn't a- able to change enough in time That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and get it get it you know appropriately tested. Yeah. So you know I think it would be the opposite direction. Instead of bringing lists up, I would bring other lists down. Would you would you kind of look at that with um, the? Like the actual theme benefits, so like where where some are given like um, like Pathfinder to all the Jacks or Gang Fighter, and then some are given something like that, that feels relatively minor, like um, well, we get like um, Serenity on uh, Gremlins as, as one of them, for instance. Um, I don't know if that's, that's let's minor all admit enough, that Serenity Serenity is the smallest of benefits yeah, yeah, next that, to a free corpse token. Exactly, yeah. that that's not the real theme benefit <laughs> yeah. of. No, no, I, I, I was, I was, I was grasping, I was grasping for something that I don't really like, care about too much. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Some, some of them seem but like yes. much more impactful than others at the moment. Is that something that's going to get looked, or you'd like to to get looked at? If I get a chance, I would like to rebalance theme benefits. Yeah. I like theme benefits that are impactful and interesting, but don't necessarily like. Don't make it an auto choice in the game. Yeah. Right, like Jaws of the Wolf is Jaws of the Wolf. Yeah, no, Wolves yeah. of Winter. Jaws yeah, of the Doom Reavers, yeah. Which one's Doom Reavers? Whichever one's Doom Reavers. Wolves of Winter. Wolves of Winter is a very interesting theme benefit that's very, very powerful. But constraining its its everybody gets gets to potentially be threat yeah. range, whatever. Um was one of the better changes here that I think if I were to choose, most themes would have something like that. Something very interesting, something right. very different. Yeah, that, that, a, that a side, feels a side grade powerful. more than a nerf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Power of Dunia and uh, Wild Hunt doing negative one to Animus, that, that feels very cool and interesting. And very themeless defining. Um, that I really, really like those ones, um, and would probably keep those around. And that would be, to me, that's almost as powerful as um, wolves. 
but um, they they probably each need one extra small thing, which they each do currently have one extra yeah. small thing. So now that'd be super interesting to see. Um, yeah, themes getting a level look somewhere down the line. Um, I definitely so... want to have a chance to look at Pharaoh again. Right? I did what I could with <laughs> with what I with the options that I had at at hand, but um, I'm worried that it's still it's still not going to get played. So. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the one of the like the listener questions is is uh, can you tell us about plans to address models that might have needed more of an in-depth look to bring them up speed? So, for instance, Midas. Um, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> look Midas that, just look got at that nothing. segue. <laughs> um, and the, and the reason that Midas got nothing is the same reason that Tristan two got nothing, which is I I couldn't figure out a good quick solution that would keep them as a know knowable enough quantity yeah to to change them right so like sure i could jump dump tristian's entire spell list and give him a new one and make him good but i would have to then play test him a whole lot yeah you'd just yeah. be throwing I, him out there I, and go. I didn't have the time to do that yeah so you know those those are the kind of models that i have to sit there and i have to think okay can i do this in one small tweak if not, then I probably need to move on. Um, I think Thyra a reasonable is, is, approach. Yeah, is is the most exceptional where she got the most changes. Um, out Thyra of was Thyra new... got a Thyra got a big change. Yeah, I yeah. me I've and you were super excited about her. Right. I've been shocked that none of the Menoff players I speak to are particularly you know jumping up and down like. I almost want to start Minoth just to play Thyra. She looks amazing. But, yeah. Her entire module, that Daughters of Flame module, that was one of the ones that I thought about and I had enough time to sit down and think about it because it was early on in the update. It was four months ago and I had enough time to, to think about it. But when I got to some other factions, I went, okay, Midas probably needs not only to be better himself, but have like one or two units playing into his game, which means those units need to also change. Yeah. And I, I just yeah, didn't just have time effect, or a so... good, yeah. yeah, a good, you know, idea immediately that came to me, which was for Daughters of Flame, it was just, oh, I have a really good idea. They all move constantly, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, as soon as you're modifying one unit for Midas, you need to make sure it doesn't Throw, I don't know, Maylock out of work. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. No, that's, that's really cool. That's a good answer. Um, so, so this this is this is like a hundred percent my question. <laughs> no one else mm -hmm. is. Um, do you think Arcana uh, do a relook? Um, both like having new ones or rejigging <laughs> existing ones. Some of the Arcana are fine, um, and and Arcana in Trumps specifically are very weird because each Grimkin caster has three feats. Yeah. So each one can't be as powerful as a regular feat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the 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 short answer is I would like to do some minor edits, certainly. But the long answer is that if I were to do really big sweeping edits to Arcana and try and really nail them down again and figure out exactly what that right balance is, um, I would worry that I would have to put the entire army into playtest. 
Oh yeah, you'd have to put um, every every caster. It, it would definitely have to be through playtest. There's no question. Um, Which uh, just, it, just, it as, just as impetus behind that. I mean, I, I think a lot of the reason behind that is you play a lot of games with Grimkin, where the weakest Arcana you have by far is your Trump which just feels mm -hmm. weird. It's not that the it's not that it doesn't you know play well. It's not that it's not okay at the table. It just feels weird that the one you can throw away and ignore is the Trump Arcana. Yeah. Yeah. If if I if you gave me Grimkin now, the thing that I would do and, and nobody had ever played with Grimkin before. It was a new army. The thing I would do is I would start with the the Arcana. So I would design 10 Arcana and say these 10 arcana are the backbone of Grimkin. Right. And then I would start designing a faction. And I can't do that in an update without kind of doing... It's a massive... Kind of it's restarting. A, yeah, that's yeah, significant. It's pretty massive, resources. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty massive. Yeah, we, we talked we talked about them um, on the weekend uh, with the guys on Full Tilt, and I was like, I, I just I was just hoping that like um, Desolation would get updated to let you choose like the new terrain types, and suddenly it goes from like, yeah. an Arcana that no one ever plays to uh, you probably see it picked like you know. Like and it also took us the entirety of about seven <laughs> minutes to work out how to abuse it and make it broken. So yeah, yeah I think like it would have to be this point. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have to be pick and choose. I can see like a windswept forest. Like I can see specific, um, specific types of terrain. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to just saying, and you can combine quick quicksand with windswept. No. That's no, not okay. I don't even think hey. you can put a quicksand into play. Look, you got um, there quicker than the seven minutes it took us. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I think that there probably could be one or two additional terrain types added to it. That would be interesting. I could see a pool of acid being added to it. That would yep. be cool. I could see um, a burning earth, but not a forest. So just rough terrain in fire. Um, being added to it, and I could see a, a windswept something being added to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'd be cool. Those it's are just... all immediately reasonable. Yeah, and, and it's not it's not too breaking, and it's just like those. That, that's that's basically what we were talking about, wasn't it? I mean, it was uh, it was those those yeah, slight exactly. elevations to to make the the arcana that you don't really see. Like I played I played Desolation a few times. Uh, I like playing with it against Sloan, and I just like bunker up this little army, and as as soon as they move something forward. Stick a stick a forest in front of all their guns, and we're like, "Thanks for coming. We'll see. You. I, yeah. We'll see you next I day." I sure hope you can see through these forests. Yeah, I, oh. I still can't wait <laughs> oh, to can't. get piggybacks on the table again to test out oh, the yeah. new shield wall because that's such a big change that's been made. Yeah, that's cool. And the shadows coming back into play. Shadows coming back. Telling <laughs> you now. <laughs> that's cool. Right, yeah, this, this... the sisters. Oh my god. Oh, they're, they're looking. Oh, yeah. They're looking very yeah. sweet. Right. So I'm going to jump off Grimkin. I'll stop my uh, my fan. Uh, <laughs> so um, there's obviously he talks he talks about um, the synergistic magic um, and mm -hmm. a bunch bunch of uh, casters, a bunch of factions are going to get it. Is the plan to to have it? Every faction has a synergistic magic caster. Like like we we so, talked about so it. I thought that there would be a couple that, that we could look at and go, all right, that makes sense. If maybe Terminus could have it or the child, but. I'm not sure how, how yeah. deep it goes. Yeah, the, so I tried to, to put it where it made sense, and I didn't necessarily try to put it on the thing that it would be best on. Yeah. Right? Like, Synergistic Magic is best on Lilith 2, 
but I put it on Lilith 1 in very intentionally because I want her to get one or two extra focus. Yeah. Uh, right. Very, uh, not 50, you know, um, <laughs> which is what she would have gotten uh, yes. if it was on Lilith 2. Correct. Um, that was very intentional. I, I, I sat there and I looked at all three Liliths and I'm like, one of these is getting synergistic magic. Which one? Uh, and then I and I kept on looking at Lilith three and going, why isn't anybody playing Lilith three? She's amazing. <laughs> she is terrifying. Um, she is such an all or nothing caster. I mean, as if is. Legion isn't enough of an all or nothing faction. Yeah. She just she commits to something, and if she has a one one bad dust roll, or sometimes two, she's just sitting out in the wind. Yeah. So yeah. all or nothing. So uh, so yeah, the there is, is that kind of it's kind of come in potentially then or no so not every faction was ever supposed to get it yeah. um i believe my original statement was most factions and, yeah, okay. and i believe that is correct most factions did get at least one and um just so everyone knows as far as i'm concerned cephalix and rulik are separate factions from from mercs <laughs> yes they have some carryover but that will be as far as i'm you... concerned Every Cephalix player will be cheering yeah. on hearing that because yeah. they're so tired of being left out in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> and I, God, I, both, both Cephalix casters are pretty solid with all of these changes. They, they themselves got so few changes, obviously Synergy's Magic on yes. one, but God, I am really looking forward to seeing some Cephalix on the table because they are real, real interesting now. Yeah, I, I love the aesthetic um, of them. They're just like this creepy, yeah. creepy, like, just mass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so um, we've got a question about um, like characters. So obviously there's there's a bunch of uh, character jacks and beasts have all had uh, obviously some very significant reductions. Um, is Do you, yeah, you want to focus more on bringing character beasts and jacks into the game as, as things progress with new models? Yes. So if you're playing a specific style, um, like you're playing arm skew or death skew or pow, you know, you're, you're trying to, Trend, to get the alpha the or something like that. Appreciate there it. should be a character war beast or Jack that you go, oh yeah, this one makes sense. This is yeah. the first thing in my list. Um, assuming it also fits your theme, obviously not everything fits themes. And I tried to, I did successfully put um, uh, yeah. Yeah, but only... and ghetto. Yeah. And yeah. and I specifically opened up Behemoth and Deathjack because they were both in only yes. one theme. Yeah. Which was miserable because they don't have a bond. Um mm. so I tried to be sure that they were both all the non bonded characters were in two themes. Is Cankerworm in any themes? I think I Crank think, I think he, well, Crank no, he is in one theme. Against... He has to be in one theme because it just says Warjacks. Um, oh, that's okay. Yeah. So he, yeah. Mu okay, he must be in Black I think he's Industries. just in that theme. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, but, but he has a bond, so it's not quite as terrible. Yeah. He, can, he can get into other places, which is important. If, if if you have a bond, you can get into a lot of other places, so it's it's much easier to balance. Yeah. You. Yeah. But um, because now I just assume that you're always with that one caster, unless you're in this specific theme list. <laughs> right. But, um. Yes, you you should always want to take your bonded war beast, um, and if you don't, I feel like something is wrong, because they should effectively be one point cheaper um, 
than than an equivalent non-character worries. Yeah. Uh, and that was generally my goal going through, is that that the characters felt cheap enough that you would always want to click on them when you're when at least your bond is ready. Okay. The, re the reason I'm laughing now is the only caster in Legion I don't take Zuriel with is the twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what to do for you. I'm I don't know. <laughs> Zuriel is one of the best character warbies in the game. So Zuriel is amazing. I, don't know I, I, I love I Zuriel. Love I just can't fit him into the list. You need to try harder, Evan. <laughs> try harder. There's nothing I could do to Zuriel. To make no. a Zuriel good enough is to great. be in that list, apparently. I cannot, I cannot ask or beg with a straight face for any help for Zuriel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got one about um, about uh, something similar, I guess, where we're trying to fit things into uh, different themes. Um, is obviously Mercs. Mercs have just like grown and grown and grown. Like they, they were big when I started in Mark II. Um, are there any plans to allow mercs to be more involved in other factions, or is it only if you're you're doing like cross themes? Would you say so? Like, uh, is um, is there like a, a point where you can start picking two uh, friendly units, um, or do you think that's that throws the balance out a bit too much? I so what I want is I want requisition options to be at least with a few factions, especially like Signar, potentially low enough that you can feel like you can play out a theme and the thing that you get for playing out a theme is get to play with those with those with the extra stuff yeah oh, right, that's right. Really, that's so i want to keep it re restrictive in theme and and hopefully i've opened the door just enough that some people can think of playing out a theme we, we literally um, I, yeah we literally just talked uh, maybe like 10 minutes yeah. about this on, the, on the weekend with the, the guys in iowa um and like we, I think we we came to a balance where we said maybe if every faction has um, essentially an unthemed theme, where you just get to choose one rec option, that's it as your like yeah. as your dip well, in. I mean, but you could choose all, but you could choose mercs. I, I, w I would say the other way around, where you basically you still need rec options and you get no other benefits. Like mm. that's because fifteen points down is a lot. Like the, it's a yeah. big hit. If you, some, if you're, some if you're five points are down. Closer to 12. Yeah, if you're yeah. only five points down or ten points down, and then you've got access to all these extra tricks and tools that the mercs that will play ten, with your faction, I, I can see that ten being. Points is a sh ten points is a Shadowhorn satire. Yeah. That's a lot of points down. <laughs> it it maybe, is a lot of maybe. points down, but I do think that there's 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 some argument there. Um, but I I don't think I would implement it uh, yeah. until there's a a perfectly settled meta. Yeah, um, you can see if it'll work. Maybe. So it would have to be six months from now, and and I still don't even know yeah. if I would do it. There you go, full tilt, guys. That's fair. Six months is your time. <laughs> um, yeah. So talking about I six said, months. I just said I don't even know if I would do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, don't. I, I I heard a much I heard a much I heard much less commitment than you did. There. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm just giving I'm just giving them something to hold on to for the next six months, oh, and shit. and they'll they'll live in the future with no themes. <laughs> So that's where they were uh, I, I, I'll sit there down with them with a commiserating glass of whiskey. <laughs> I don't see it's not sounding good okay. for them. So, so talking about the future, um, do you do you think this like how how it, well it's been received? Uh, obviously, you can't really tell, I guess, um, until until two, three, six months down the line. But do you think this is going to be 
uh, a kind of thing that you're gonna re you want to repeat like uh, like once a year as a just like an annual balance or is it too much resources so, to do so to do this big of a thing yeah where you, where you maybe uh, go never, my, never my, again where, where you, you, you basically look at it on the same scale but then do much minor much more minor edits basically rather than do 60 percent you, you might look at yeah um, a, a big picture maybe yeah. a lot less changes. looking looking at like five percent of the models which is still a amount of models. <laughs> um but yes that, that is certainly possible the the next time i would want to look at the game this widely would be uh if we were to ever do an edition shift yeah um, right so i'm hoping that we never have to do that again uh, as far as the future, I wouldn't mind doing this again uh, in a year. Um, it would be much smaller in scope, maybe maybe 5% of the models. I'm also going to be watching games very closely um, over the next, you know, three to six months. Yeah. And if something, you know, goes crazy uh, and, and needs a, a one point increase um, to just tone it down, that's probably going to happen really quickly. Oh, that's um, really good. That's that really makes positive, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, and that that you know, we can't see every every possible variation, and I am a hundred percent confident somebody will find and break something in this update. Oh, yeah. guaranteed, um, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, I I am certainly not against increasing the point value of something if it goes if it goes crazy and doing it very quickly. I'm also um, going to be looking at the soul economy of the game and seeing where it lands, and then going back and looking at a few soul models. I'm very um, interested in that because yeah. there were you you clearly made quite a big push to try to bring souls back into the game. Mm -hmm. uh, you brought back a lot of soul stuff. Um, I yeah, thought you were quite conservative a lot. Yeah, I thought you were uh, quite conservative on some of the help that Cricks got. I had a com I had a conversation in my own head where I was far too many voices, um, basically looking at that and saying, right, I think that you're looking that the increase in souls is actually going to be quite a big help to Cricks. Well, I want to see how much of a help it's going to be. Um, and the answer is, I can't know because it depends on what list you're playing against so much yes um and that's that's the fundamental problem with things that are based on what your opponent brings is i need yeah. to know what your opponent is bringing most of the time in order to balance them so you know cricks casters there's quite a few of them turn turn tournaments terminus, terminus, terminus. Be, yeah asphyxious too yeah <laughs> i think uh whatever gatsby got the Gatsby 2, I think, or is it Gatsby, Gatsby 3? Gatsby 2 who throws that, out Demortis yeah. with an AoE and picks up souls, yeah. yeah. I think they're going to be fine. I think that, that that soul gain mechanic is probably going to end up being enough because it's it's so big and it's so certain. It's so targeted, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it, because it's anywhere in control, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he can reach out really far with it and it's a it's a AoE and it's a hundred percent. You are absolutely getting yeah. a soul. If it dies, so, you've got a soul. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. going to be enough for him. But there's a lot of other casters where I need to know where their soul, their turn to turn non like 
any of their own special rules are generating the souls. Outside of that, um, how many souls they're getting. And then figure uh, out right. where, where to put them. Um, Denny yeah. 3 is obvious in that in that yeah. argument. It's obvious in that argument. The Sacred Vault is obvious in yeah. that argument. You I know. think Den Denny 3's got a bigger question of what does she actually do with her souls? But I, I've already seen you've been on social media <laughs> talking about Denny. Yeah, <laughs> but her, she just doesn't have much of a spell list to cast with. That's but true. I, I know I know you're looking at I know you're looking at her so that obviously that's some that will take a, take some time to work out. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's one of those big things that I kind of want to reconvene in 3 months, maybe maybe a little yeah. bit longer and and figure out where where these soul models are and if they need more help. Yeah. That's that's super positive like the that you know, you're talking about yeah, exactly. um, keeping an eye on things as they evolve, having a look, check in again, like in a couple of months. It's like, yeah, it's, it's the sort of thing that I think the players really want to be like assured that yeah, you know, you, you've got you've got like a really good hand on the wheel, basically. It's just super cool. I'm happy with that, definitely. Um, so yeah, definitely, a... uh, if if you are a player and you are thinking about building a spam list, be careful <laughs> <laughs> and don't spend. A ton of your money on a spam list that that might not exist in three months. Yeah, there we go. Right. Um, every, every time someone makes that claim on, every time someone gets that warning online, they say, "Well, no, you never heard it from an official source, guys. You've just heard it from <laughs> Privateer's lead designer. If you're spam, if you're spam listing because it's super powerful, you found an exploit." Don't assume the designers aren't going to see it. Yeah, or, or don't, <laughs> don't do it, it if you right if you don't from... have the disposable income. Don't don't get into debt. Yeah, yeah. you know don't... if you've got the disposable income, please God buy our models. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you are if you're getting by and you have you know whatever you know hundred dollars of disposable income every month, don't don't do that to yourself. Don't please spend God, your don't. kids' yeah. college fund on stalkers, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Stalkers, the thing that I'll never Stalkers. get upgraded. Stalkers. Yeah, I, I already saw the I already saw the meme list posted uh, posted to me on Facebook yesterday. Like, guys, ten shadow horns is pushing it. Don't don't do it yet. <laughs> Be right. careful. Be so, careful. So, got a couple of uh, like general like game support questions to like just uh, blitz through quickly before the end section. Um, so, I want to talk to you about like model availability. Um, so. I know that like the there was like a various like deal for for the black anchor stuff coming over to to Europe, which changed. Um, but you guys have like made a a big sort of inroad to making um, shipping and, and ordering direct from PP much easier for uh, for us Europeans and just outside of the US. <laughs> is um is that something that's going to continue? Are you like looking to try and make it easier for us to to get hold of stuff? Um, we are going to do our absolute level best, and the problem is. Is that our level best is probably going to be direct ordering. Yeah. So that being said, the thing that I always, always, always suggest is talking to us directly. If you can get your game store to talk to us directly, it's going to make it so much better. Yeah. Um because distribution is just messed up. And it has been before COVID, and now it's worse. Yeah. Um and it's 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 not the answer that anybody wants, but it's the answer that I have. Yeah, if, if that's the best that's option, fair. then that's the best option. So yeah, so anyone that's watching that is struggling to get stuff, talk to talk to the people running your your local stores and, and get them to reach out. 
um, or or go online and just you know, buy your ten Shadowhorn satyrs direct from PP. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you know, we we definitely have a good shipping partner for the EU now. You'll be surprised by the shipping costs. They won't be nearly as high as you expect. Yeah, they'll obviously be at one hundred percent MSRP because that's how we sell things at. Yeah. Um, and and then you've got to deal with your own country's tax. Um, and uh, I I. I always go insane when people blame us for VAT taxes because I'm like, no, sorry, That's you voted your country. that you, mm, <laughs> your country, nothing. Mm, mm, mm. I mean that that's perfectly fair. Like, yeah, you, you are not a you are not a sovereign nation imposing taxes on. It makes it makes me miss the days where I worked for a Swiss company and uh, our taxes were very very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple of others to go through. Uh, are, you, are you happy? So uh, one one of the, the people commenting said about um, how their their local meta is struggling with the size of the game before, uh, and now are expecting it to be a bit bigger. Um, but at the same time, like I, I know plenty of people that are really happy with the size of the game and are looking forward to getting new models on the table as well as what they were running before. So are you are you happy with the size of like the um, models on the table, basically? 75 points is probably a tiny bit too big, but when I say a tiny bit too big, I mean like one medium, one satyr. Exactly one satyr. Every armor needs to go one satyr down. No, but that's, and 75 really is the largest game that people legitimately can play without just being like let's throw off all the shackles and just do something crazy yeah you and if you're doing something see crazy that is up to you yeah you spend your entire day playing like a weather like a 500 point list i've, I've seen people oh, do God. it and I, I assume they've just all lost their minds after the first like three hours have gone past it's a, it sounds amazing when you start setting it up and about an hour and a half in it's like guys this is silly like, <laughs> that's, that's when you're finishing deployment like an hour and a half in right yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. very uh, Twilight Imperium that way. Except oh. that Twilight Imperium only gets better <laughs> as people go slowly insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do love I do love Twilight Imperium. <laughs> so, I, um... I will always play Twilight Imperium. If if somebody like breaks into my room at two a.m., I will swear at them profusely. But then I will play Twilight Imperium. So yeah, I, I bought. Um... Um, tabletop simulator and one of the games to to play it was to play twilight period and I'm, I'm still not even actually downloaded it i've just bought it on the steam sale like at the start of covid oh wow i need to get around to that um, getting enough people together is is tough even even doing it online yeah i imagine, know <laughs> I it's, imagine it's, it's such a time commitment it's such a time commitment um but to to go back and to answer your question we are looking at steam more I am paying attention, and I'm I'm very happy with 75 being the largest. The, the real question here is, do we need a consistently supported smaller format? And the answer is obviously yes. Brawl Machine is amazing. But do we need something between the two? Yeah. And, and I think that the answer is also yes, and I think it's 50 points. And I think Steamroller scenarios are going to handle 50 points very well. So... In a few months, I plan to look at the tournaments that have happened. Obviously, Warfare Weekend coming up right away. Uh, and I'll be there, so I'll get to watch it. And I'm going to to watch the games and see the time uh, that they take. And, and I'm probably going to push a 60-minute, 50-point game 
a little bit harder on people and potentially increase the the 75 point game to uh an hour and 15 minutes uh, i would i think that's a good i definitely think the games that that has been my only complaint about size like i love the 75 point <laughs> format i do feel the hour inside is actually a bit too short yeah. and in it's it's slightly difficult for me because i can play very very nonsensically quickly i've i've completed games when i when i still have 45 minutes um and i've played four turns um so i can play stupidly quickly because that's kind of just one of my weird skills that i have <laughs> so it, it's it's always hard for me to understand why people need an hour and 15 minutes but i also know that it's true if too many games are going to time yeah. and a lot of games are going to time right now yeah. so yeah. not like it's 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 a pretty close to a third 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 um that's control lot. uh time and assassination that's a hell uh, of a lot yeah I, and, and i i also consider the the anything that ends on the seventh turn to also be able to control end but yeah. um yeah. it's it's pretty close to that and and I'm fine with the time going down a little bit, but we can't increase the time of round too much. Increasing 30 minutes is already a lot, and yeah. we really yeah, have really, to pay attention really to people's days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like uh, I quite I, like I, how uh, War Table sort of events have done it with uh, the deployment off clock, and that's that seems to be like a good a good step towards it. So uh, yeah, it's a, that's another solution, but it's going to look like the same solution. It, it yeah. Kind of, yeah, it amounts to the same. Thing. It amounts to the same thing that you're giving yeah. an hour and a half for the game. Yeah. But um, now there doesn't have to be a doing it this way. There doesn't have to be a TO that walks up to a, a, a table that's been setting up for 30 minutes and going, what the hell, guys? Come on. Don't do yeah. this. Colin, there are the, other people around the here that, that want to play. Awesome, Come on, man. Yeah. yeah you know, so, so on, a, on a related note, um, I know you were you were venting a little bit earlier before we got on uh, on the stream about uh, this issue, um, but I think it's a it's a nice one for you to just take some time and address on this platform. Um, a, a lot I've seen a number of people, um, and I'm going to try not to be dismissive of it and try give them the best form of the argument, um, but they've that have been claiming that well you know with all the point with so many models getting a points drop you've effectively raised the size of the game. Um, I'm going to stop talking there because it's hard for me to give it more credit than that, but yeah. please take it away and how so, do you feel about that? Thank you for teeing that up for me. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's not, the perf that's not the argument that, that I've been hearing quite enough. It's not so much the size of the game is increasing, which it is to some extent. There is some armies got smaller, but most armies got at least a few points bigger. Um, which a few points is not a big deal. That's a single solo, no big deal. But there are some armies that went from like X number of points and then just got plus 20 because they were playing with nothing but the same model that was all terrible and and they just got, you know, three points per unit, something yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, Armacore, armor yeah. a lot of happy Armacore players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in those armies, you know, there's there's certainly the argument that those armies did get bigger, but in general, the game got about the size of a the expensive solo, like a um, you know six point solo to to an archon, or at most 
a, a single unit. Um, something like 13 points, generally speaking. Um, which is okay. It's not the end of the world. I don't love that it happened, but it kind of was a was a byproduct of what I was going for. And what I was going for when I sat down was saying everything that stays the same point value is going up by half a point. And that was what went right. through my head. And then I said everything going down by one point is really not going down by one point. It's going down by a very small fraction of a point, about a half a point. Um, and then the, the things that are that you're looking through and you see going down by two points is where I really was thinking these things need a buff. Right. Um, so if I wanted something to stay the same, more or less, I either kept it at zero points, no change, or negative one point. If I wanted them to become truly better, I gave them negative two points. What that means is that you, that everything that didn't get a point drop effectively got a nerf. And yeah. that is true. Yeah. Uh, and, and people need to acknowledge the fact that that's true. And that that was entirely within my intent, right? So, but if I went in the opposite direction, I wouldn't have this where, where I just took that, you know, the other 40% and increase their point values, I would have kind of a much worse problem where I couldn't do as much granularity in these um, point decreases as I was able to. Uh, the, the point decrease is so much easier to do and so much more targeted than point increases because point increases leave everything that's bad the same. Whereas point decreases yeah. lets me change the level of each individual model that is underperforming. Yeah. So that's why I went that's in that direction. Great. Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier and said things like if you looked at um, like the Doom, like the popular Doom Reaver lists, you know, not a lot has changed there. Um, some points have gone up uh, when you bring in yeah. like a couple of Archons, but generally they've got a little bit of a tweak to their theme that's just like a, a nice ability, but the points have stayed very similar and then you look at your jacks and go well do i play an underplayed jack and i now have some points spare um and it balances that and you go and you go suddenly you go yeah there there is enough change where where things have stayed the same and those things that have stayed the same were because they were at the top of the game right so so maybe maybe negation angels aren't cheaper but, and you can't take them as rec options and maybe doom reavers aren't cheaper and then then you suddenly go well if 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 80 of the game has got cheaper but these the, the things at the top haven't well, yeah, like you said, it's effectively uh, a nerf. It's effectively a nerf, yeah. Yeah, which is, uh, but but still allowing you to to take all this new stuff uh, rather than locking you into a, a more restrictive list, which is, I think, a really positive move for him. So, cool. I'm really happy. Yeah. Um, so we've got a couple couple of uh, just like closing questions for you about the future. Right. Um, so, uh, are there any more plans to produce more sort of story based um, content? Yes, I have a story about the Felgoth, um, which is the Orgoths. So the Felgoth, if you didn't read the um, IKRPG, the, the book, the Witchfire, the latest Witchfire, yep. they are in some some ways connected to the Orgoth, but they're an infernal order that is different than the Nokian order. Uh, it has a bit of a different command structure and includes a lot of Orgothian people. 
um, but isn't necessarily synonymous with the Orgoth. Um, I'm going to be doing a, a fun narrative where you guys will uncover clues about the coming invasion that everybody already knows is happening because we already said that was happening. Um, but, you know, you kind of already know the punchline, but you get some some interesting stuff along the way. You get to build the drama, uh, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I like that. What yeah, is- it's... What it's kind of unfortunate. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. sorry. It's kind of unfortunate that we had to destroy the punchline of the Orgoth coming just because we needed to say that, hey guys, there's something coming down the road. Yeah. Please <laughs> don't think that we're going to be dead. Because it's not. It's yeah. super, super not. We just need time to do uh, the thing that we're doing, uh, which is Orgoth, and they're gigantic, and we've been playtesting them, and they're really cool. And uh, I'm really looking forward to people seeing models because you guys are going to see models real soon. Oh, that was that was like oh, was that was that was fir- that. firmly in this section. Is like, is is there anything else you can tell us about the Orgoth? Is there anything about the story or how they're going to look? I, lo- I know a lot of the artwork. They looked kind of like um, sort of almost like uh, fantasy Vikingy. Um, is that is that similar yep. to what you're going to come they out s- with? Yep, they still have a bit of that feel. They're uh, Orgoth in general are very tall humans. If you didn't know. Um, they're they're usually about eight feet eight feet tall, so they're very similar, and they're usually pretty buff. So they're very similar in body mass to a trollkin. Um, so you know you're going to see something very Viking oriented, but um, you know kind of with an update into the Steam Age. Yeah. Uh, so it, there are a lot of really cool things I've seen. I think. We have all the concept art at this point, which is great because I get to go look at it. You guys don't. Um, <laughs> um, Show off. But, but we should be seeing some models pretty soon, and we'll actually get to see some 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 stuff, you know, so, uh, pretty soon. I, I, and when I say pretty soon, I mean twenty or er, very early twenty twenty two. I don't mean uh, I don't mean you don't mean before the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I I'm going to push my luck um, on with the Orgoth invasion. To, to me, that feels like the perfect time to say, well, this is something that the Enochian if Infernals would push back against. Is that the, is that the perfect opportunity to introduce a fourth or maybe even a fifth um, Infernal Master? You know, we, we, we will never close thing off for the future, um, but we're pretty okay with where Infernals are right now. Um, Probably not any time in the immediate future. Right. Uh, you know, think think of immediate future as about a year is okay. when, I'm, when I'm saying that. So it won't be for a while because we've got the Orgoth coming. But you are correct that the Felgoth and the Ninokian orders do not like each other. Yeah. And I still think it's a brilliant idea and it's yours for free. I won't charge a cent. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the release schedule is for a year, and I know that there's yeah. there's there's no infernal master. There's no it. other infernal master. Ah, oh, well, hopes dashed. <laughs> I'm I'm not sad for Evan, but I'm sure somewhere you're not sad. Somewhere <laughs> someone's got a tiny violin playing for my, for all my, those Evandamus players with an extra two horror points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think that kind of covers most of the questions we had. Uh, we've we've gone. Uh, mm-hmm. We're coming up to like a. 
a bit over certainly what we were we were aiming for. Um, so yeah. yeah, thanks thanks very much again for coming on. Um, yeah. Thanks for for no giving problem. us hopefully like yeah a, a good a good chunk of uh, of information to play with. Uh, I know lots of people are, are delving deep and like yeah, it's like the the dwarves in Moria. They're, they're seeing what what crazy crap they can pull out of the the earth uh, with with all sorts of factions. It's really nice. I don't I don't know anyone that's playing the game at the moment that isn't excited and isn't. Um, yeah, basically building some sort of bullshit to put on the table against their friends. And, uh, so I'm really looking forward to Warfare Weekend. The one thing I'm not looking forward to is because there was so little time between the update and Warfare Weekend is that there's probably going to be a lot more unpainted mold. Uh, but other yeah, than it's that, pretty, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's an unfortunate necessity of this world that we're currently in. But um, gosh, I am really looking forward to seeing what people do. Uh, definitely got to take some time to wander those tables. Yeah, and there's that um, would be really exciting. And I think the guys, uh, Minority Report, are streaming, or or there's definitely like some streaming. Of game, I know there's there's on, some streaming going yeah. on. Cool. I know that I'm not in charge of it, but I will almost certainly be a talking head on some of it. Yeah, that's really <laughs> right. cool. it's uh, gonna give gonna give us some good stuff to watch over the weekend, which would be nice. Um, so yeah, yeah, um, and thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for coming by. It was fantastic mm-hmm. to get to meet you, and I, I think everyone, um, it just feels that much better that like, the game is definitely being shepherded closely, and it, yeah. it, it's a, it's a great feeling that yeah, so really, okay, really, it's in good hands. If really there's a problem, it'll yeah. be picked up. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, well it was lovely talking well, thank you. with you. And uh, we'll, yep. we'll catch you. Uh, we'll catch you later. And and uh, everyone's right. watching. Thanks for joining us. And obviously, you can uh, you know, feed the social media gods as you usually do, and uh, <laughs> make us <laughs> make it make some of our time worthwhile. Make us feel better about our lives. But thanks very much for coming. And uh, uh, yeah, hopefully, you have a, a great weekend. And uh, if uh, if people are there, go go and say hi and say uh, and see yeah. if you can get a, see if you can see what what ridiculous mercenaries or trolls are uh, to bring it with them. <laughs> Cracking. Well, thank you very much indeed. Yeah. And uh, I will leave it. Good night. Right. Good right. night. Bye bye.